When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3. Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you on both. Hope you are having a good one. Busy, busy Monday between the NFC and AFC Championship results. Super Bowl set. Florida State's little losing streak in basketball that, uh, well, unfortunately elicited this. There you go. There you go. Bell, bell, bell. Yeah, I'm well aware. Unfortunate. Unfortunate as it might be, but um, can't ignore it. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. And uh, Ira Chaffel, that would be Ira Chaffel, going to join us in about 30 minutes. Talk about that uh, stretch of games for Florida State. I, I do think, obviously, now you serious uphill battle trying to – I mean, obviously, it's an uphill battle to try to get to the NCAA tournament. But uh, at this point, you're kind of looking at the NIT a little bit. John decide. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, uh, now that uh, I've committed uh, almost a year now to, uh, you know, it's a thing called marriage, and it happens right around the NCAA tournament. Mm. So it would be, I believe, the Thursday, that big Thursday when all the games go on. And uh, I've been saying, babe, you know, FSU won six straight. We might have to do the anniversary a night early or two nights early because we might be playing in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, nope. Now I'm thinking, I think we can uh, book reservations on our anniversary. Probably so. So that's when I'll be skiing out in Montana, and uh, I won't feel guilty at all. Maybe you jinxed us because this this program did not want to go to a tournament that you couldn't cover, sir. I didn't want us to go to a tournament that I couldn't cover, so I was all set to bring my roadcaster and my camera and everything else. I would have been able to uh, weigh in uh, from the lodge and, and talk about the the tournament run. Uh, but there will be no tournament run this year, I don't, I don't think. You never know. It would be just like them to win four straight, and we're mm. right back in the middle of the discussion. Herculean is what it's going to be for them to get back in it because they've got too many guys out, and guys are missing again on Wednesday uh, when they play Clemson on the road. I don't I don't really see it. I, I think this is going to be one of those hiccup years. They've got some nice pieces. They'll be all right. It's a program that has uh, obviously outkicked its coverage for some time now. Uh, but I think the the toll of losing first-round draft picks year in and year out and not having guys carry over their careers for even a second season or third season, you know, you've, you've lost a lot of important figures from this program over the last few years. And The Malik uh, injury, too, is just devastating because uh, I mean, you're thin at this point. You're yeah. right. You're thin. Yeah, you're really thin, and he's done for the year. He's In addition to being a very good player, not a great player, but a good player for you, He's also the heart and soul of the team in a lot of ways because of that veteran presence and because he's been through the wars and he's been on the right side of the ledger when it came to wins and losses in important games. And he's been a big reason for those successes. Not always the guy, but a big reason for their successes. And you would have wanted him to be able to take that big step this year. And uh, it hasn't happened. He's been obviously beset by injury. So it's unfortunate. But um, these things happen. It's not fun to watch. It's not fun to go through. I hate it for them. Um, I really hate it for uh, a program that obviously has sustained a really high level of success over the last five seasons. It's just that I don't really think there's a 
a logical way to link them to some sort of prolonged win streak coming up. Not with with the with the problems they have, some of the personnel issues that they have, but also just the. Uh, the absences you know you got guys that won't be able to play never underestimate the mediocrity of this year's acc you never know you there's never a chance know. there's a chance uh so it is to recap cincinnati with the improbable comeback it's amazing to watch if you think back on what that was in the first half and how close that seemed to be headed towards blowout status and yet again cincinnati the team that will not die joe burrow uh a hero in the state of ohio and really anybody who just likes tough sons of bitches um continues to find ways to uh to win games and do so with the right amount of confidence and arrogance bordering on absurdity uh and and personality you don't think it's going to get old for you no Nope, I love that. We were here with Aaron Rodgers once before. Well, he could get really annoying really fast, Joe Burrow, especially when it comes for the second contract and the third contract. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure the potential is always there for superstars to fall into the trap of uh, remaining or heading towards something they're not. I think one of the things that's endearing about Joe up to this point is that there's a wink and a nod to, to what he does, but there's also a real confidence to what he does. So it's Players gravitate towards what's real, right? So I don't think there's any way you can carry the locker room the way he has so quickly and so thoroughly. You hear those players from every walk of life, country, city, black, white, you know, they all love him, love him. And it's hard not to if you're just talking about play. I mean, if you're just going to talk about smoke or get smoked, right? If it's just about the game, I mean, nobody's going to ever say a thing to him about the game. And then from there, the personality, when the camera's not on him, must be real because those guys wouldn't do that, go into war, that is, for him, the way that they do if they didn't believe that he was legit. Yeah, agreed. Now, I I will 100% preemptively agree with you that he is not as likable as Joe Burrow, but it's the same reason, the biggest characteristic why I'm a big fan of Florida State's own Brooks Kepka because of that toughness, that if it's time to smoke or get smoked in the majors— He'll stare you in the eyes, yes. and if you beat him, it's because you beat him. It's not because he cowered in the moment. No, He's that, going to stand that is, tall. That is a very admirable quality. There, some of the all-time greats, you know, you, we, this is cool for us as fans. Okay, so think about what we're bookending here. If, if you think about Tom Brady, he's probably stepping aside tonight officially, right? We think on his podcast. Brought to you by Morton Steakhouse on <laughs> Get Up or whatever it is. It's, let's go. Let's go. It's the Let's Go podcast. I have to do a read every Driven Wednesday. Driven by BMW. Every Wednesday night, I have to do a Let's Go read uh, live uh, for the uh, Beyond the Tips program that I do on SiriusXM. And it's funny when they send that to you because they're, like, they're very specific about what you say and how you say it and produce it and is all it that. morton steakhouse still because they did the interview at halftime on westwood one at some point tom was and jim gray said wait a minute we could do this on our own yeah why do we have to yeah. do a halftime interview yeah let's doing, get larry fitz yeah they're doing they're doing now it's the um what's the you see him all the time it's the let's go it's the the car rental place carvana no what he who is that what he advertises mm. we always see him he goes you know you go straight to he's, the he's big on subway these days too so anyhow i'm sure that it's time for the fresh moment with tom brady tonight all right so if we assume that that's what's what's happening, that he's going to go ahead and call it a day, and then you're always looking for the next great superstar. You're not looking, and now nobody's going to catch. It doesn't appear anytime soon. You know. By the way, Patrick Patrick Mahomes had a chance to to win if he had gone on to win this year his second Super Bowl at the same age that Tom Brady won his second Super Bowl, and he would have been able to cash in at that point with uh, not just the championship rings, plural, but the resume to go with, with all of the AFC championship game appearances, Super Bowl appearances, and all of those things. More talent, yeah. So it's crazy to think about 
um, that that's how hard it is because things like this happen, right? I mean, he slipped, and there you go. And that was a god-awful second half. Did you hear, and, and I talked about this last hour, but uh, that final play before halftime with Tyreek being tackled in bounds, that was never a read on the play? He had one read, middle of the field. If it's not there, throw it through the back of the end zone. So it's an RPO, and that's Kelsey in the middle of the field you're yep. referencing. Yep. And then, obviously, Hill comes all the way across. I think the thought was that his speed would be able to outflank Eli Apple, who had to run clear across the field to chase mm-hmm. him. That's a hell of a play by Apple and the other guy to be right there to make the play. It's also hubris and arrogance and all of that because they had no timeout. And here's what I – you know, listen – in that moment, Andy Reid wanted to send out the field goal unit. Great reporting by Tracy Wolfson or whatever the hell her name is. And I'm not being rude. I just can't remember her name. But anyhow. You nailed it. Tracy Wolfson without the extra son. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so Tracy Wolfson, she's there to hear him say to him, let us run a play. Let, you know, so he trusts, and I get it, you trust Patrick Mahomes. But here's the damning scenario with all of that. Not only do you not get points because it's a slow developing play and he throws to the flat and he, he never has a chance. He throws it behind him, first of all, so he has no chance. But then secondly, his I don't understand how you don't understand the situation. It's just weird to me, a player of as top flight as he is. He turns and tries to call timeout to the official after after the tackle. Like You have no timeouts. That's why your coach wanted to kick the field goal. You have no timeouts. But he didn't know that. And... Uh, he's got the internal clock of kitchen. Like, what are we doing with that? I mean, you have five seconds. How how, how long do you think that took? Yeah, one read. One read out of the back of the end zone is a simple simple move. But, yeah, I guess he thought he had a timeout. No, it's just hey, crazy. The GOAT uh, forgot the downs in Chicago in last year. In a regular year, so. season <laughs> game, not in a playoff game with a chance to go to the Super this, Bowl. This is true. That's crazy. Um so that said, that was just kind of interesting. But we're always looking for the next guy, and a lot of times it is beyond the physical, right? So certainly with Joe Brady, I mean, there are more, or Joe Burrow, Joe Brady, listen to me, uh, certainly with Joe Burrow, there are more talented quarterbacks throughout the league. I mean, he's a talented player, but he's not uniquely gifted. So there's all that other stuff, and you see that, and kind of you're describing Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's going to do what Tom Brady did because nobody ever has, and probably in our lifetime, Likely nobody ever will. But you're going to have to have all those other things. And there's that, I mean, times 10. Well, yeah, if you're Joe. If you're trying to make an argument for Joe to threaten five Super Bowls or something, uh, it's yeah. because he would steal this one. This would be outright stealing. With that roster comprised the way it is, sure. with that offensive line comprised the way it is, big time. That does not make it through a gauntlet of the NFL playoffs. Especially, they started in uh, Super Wildcard weekend, didn't they? So to make it all the way through. They didn't have a buy, so yeah, that's right. There's only one buy per mm-hmm. league. To make it all the way through with that offensive line, you're ahead of schedule, and you've got one in your back pocket, and that division looks to be crumbling. Pittsburgh certainly has. Cleveland's a mess. they got to figure out quarterback. Baltimore might be there with you, but then it's a two-horse race every year. Yeah, you're way ahead of schedule if you were to steal this one in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. To do it in year two fresh off of a devastating knee injury with that roster is absurd. It's already absurd. They could go lose decisively, and it's still a hell of a feather in his cap right now. Uh, Whereas the Rams, the reason that we're not talking obsessively about the Rams is they did what we all thought they could possibly do. You and I thought the Rams were the team to beat in the NFC, even with the Bucs resigning everybody. We thought, well, they're going to have to be really healthy because the Rams did what they needed to do, which is go out and get a real quarterback. And they had already a loaded roster, and then they threw all their draft picks away and said, okay, that's it. We're not playing for tomorrow. We're playing for the right now. We've got a team to win the Super Bowl. All we need is a quarterback. We're going to go ahead and bring in 
what we need and go for it and see if we can win it, which you better win it. You better win it. Now, they got there. They were that close yeah, to it. seeing it all lit uh-huh. on fire. Red zone interception early on in the game, and then the tart drop at 17-14. Well, there was a lot of time on the clock, but that felt... That felt like if he had picked that off, they uh, were going to go win the game. Yeah. Unlike the Tyreek is tackled inside the five and we're going to halftime, oh my God, moment. That one felt very much like what was coming is you're going to lose now. Credit to Tart for stepping up to the podium after that game and saying, you know, taking the question and saying, yeah, I, I screwed up. It's not going to define who I am. But, yes, there's no doubt. I, he made me laugh. Did you hear his actual quote? I've paraphrased because he dropped an F-bomb, but he said that when he saw the ball in the air, he thought, oh, he done effed up. We're going to win this game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's human because that, that – Football was hanging in no, the air I mean, for some pun. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and then he went on to say, yeah, I can't believe I dropped it. I can't believe it. It's, it's going to bother me this entire offseason. I'm still mad about it, but it won't define me. So, we'll, yeah, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. I give him credit because he, he stood up there and answered that the question. Course. Hey, what's Tart doing? Yeah, give him a minute. Every, yeah. <laughs> every few hours he just stares off in the distance. Yeah. you got to give him a minute. No, it felt like at 17-7, to San Francisco was going to win. The game was playing out the way exactly the way they wanted it to play out. They had played great red zone defense. They were starting to be really physical both in the run game, but then on defense they are always physical. Uh, you could see the Rams were wearing down the drive. So the, the last two drives of that game, by the way, for San Francisco are absurd. They're just as ugly as any NFL drive that has ever been put together. It's not even a drive. The series of plays in for, for Garoppolo and that Niners offense, the last two possessions, the biggest two possessions of the game, it's a clown show. I mean, it is complete and utter chaos. You have him not ready for the snap on one of the plays. You have a, a, a huge loss on another play. Then it just looks like it's playground. Well, whatever that is, they're at the end. Just whoopity doo. I'm just gonna. I mean, that was bizarre. That was some EJ Manuel nonsense. So as I was looking at all that, I thought, oh my, this is probably. It's not the evidence you needed because you already had it, but it's certainly a crescendo, right? Yeah. Thanks for playing, well, Jimmy. You're talking about the final pick or the similar play that ended the drive earlier, where it was incomplete. Incom- both. They're well, both. The final pick, you have one timeout. It's going to be fourth and 25. No, I get, I get that he that just one, uh, it. You know, yeah. I get that he just desperation mode. It. He also got away with three or four of those moments earlier in the game where he successfully mm-hmm. eluded the rush just long enough to get a good incompletion back to the original line oh, of He also hit Ramsey dead in the chest. Yeah, but, I mean, if if, it, if you take that sack there, the clock is running under a minute. It's fourth, oh, they're and, dead. fourth and a minute. I got no problem with the pick. What I'm saying is the, the downs leading to that, right? The first two yeah. are so awful. Yeah, yeah. And then not just that, the – Previous drive looked the same. They had there was nothing. Now, again, part of that is they are limited. They are very limited, and especially at quarterback. So, if you're San Francisco, you're how you're telling him to have a good day. So I saw um, a comment. It's, yeah, it's up on right now. It's about McVeigh and just seeing the name because we discussed this on the phone. Your mom was right on Friday, and if you missed that on Friday, Jeff's mom went to town. He brought it to light. He asked the question, and the Sean McVay hate down from Bradenton, Florida, was real and palpable over the phone. She couldn't say a nice thing. Mm. Same way with you and some of the Florida State athletes over the years, where even if something nice happens, like, hey, still, you know, it's not any good <laughs> on the way out after you give him a compliment. Hey, that was a nice bucket for my man. Uh, still, you know, yeah, kind of ridiculous he made it. <laughs> Unbelievable. But you pointed out on the phone, 
the moment you see McVeigh's father mm, in the stands. I just went. That's the first time I've seen him. In that dad. moment, your mom was 100% correct. Oh, I was like, really? He never had a chance. Look at this guy. That's what I said. Look at this guy. Of course. Sir, that shirt seems a little loose. <laughs> You're right. I need to size it down. Jim Henry is reporting. Jim Henry is a friend of mine whom I trust that uh, we are going to be playing Florida on Black Friday. That's strange. It is. Let's take a minute to really consider all the implications of that because that game would be here. Well, Black Friday, get after it, huh? Well, that's wild. Leads our Saturday open. Well, I guess that means I'm not spending Thanksgiving. Oh, no. All right. All right. I haven't gone down for Thanksgiving in years. doesn't affect me. <laughs> Thank you for your sympathy. Thank you. This guy. Oh, my goodness. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Sticks. The legacy continues. J.Y., Tommy, Chuck, Todd, Lawrence, Ricky, and Will. Sticks. February 22nd, 2022. Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. With one hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at TuckerCivicCenter.com. Don't miss Sticks Live. Alright, a couple of uh dated thank yous uh, ones to troy thank you troy we really appreciate you very much um appreciate you listening to the show appreciate the kind words and appreciate your uh donation to help us continue to do what we do and hey tyler good to see you man congratulations who is right and uh your patience and loyalty uh for your beloved cincinnati Bengals. all that's that's bingo tyler so that's all awesome day. yeah yeah. I saw that Eric finally signed on. Don't know if he's sobered up yet, but he said he's going to go out to L.A. You should, Bengals fans. Any oh. of you that can afford it, get out there and go. Yeah. You never know. It's true you don't. You should take the opportunity to go. A friend of mine, um, who uh, <laughs> big music guy, who uh, comes on this show to talk baseball, Matthew always has a tweet that says, make sure you always go to the show. If you're in doubt, go to the show. And I, I, that has a larger meaning, obviously, and uh, I think that's accurate. If your team goes and plays for a national title in football, go to the game. If, you're, if your team is playing for the Super Bowl, if you can go, go to the game. I couldn't afford World Series tickets in 15 for the Mets. It's a regret. I had World Series tickets through the lottery in 06 and had to cancel them because of whole Beltron, leaving the bat on his shoulder. Man. Doesn't hurt at all. That's down the heart. 83 and nothing on it. 83 nothing on it. Robbie Cano's dad threw that to Robbie Cano <laughs> in, a, in a home run derby near you. Belt high. Oh, my and God. Yeah, that was something to behold. I am uh, crossing my fingers on the subject of baseball. That we'll, You know that tomorrow starts February, the, the never-ending month of January. Finally concludes as of tonight. Um, How did dry January treat you? I, well, I wasn't dry. <laughs> but I will tell you that January is impossible. Every year I bitch about January because I forget how long it is. It's weird it, how long it takes January to finish. Uh, but that said, normally I, I get giddy around February because I know that at the end of February, spring training games actually start, and they're going to butcher it. 
Yeah, they probably will. I ran into David Ross over the weekend, and um, of course, it's it's. I don't want to always be the guy that does what you would do if you run into the manager of the Cubs that you're friends with, but I wanted to say, what are your thoughts, man? But he was eating with his family, and I was walking in to get food to go, and, and so anyhow, I was- You didn't pull up a chair? Well, I walked over and said hello, and then I was like, all right, before I leave, uh, are we going to play baseball? <laughs> He's like, I think we will. He's like, you know, he goes, you know us and the owners, when the money starts getting affected, we figure out a way. I was like, well, no, not always. No, no, the history suggests you don't always figure out a way. Most leagues do. <laughs> Baseball, however, does not always figure out a way. Ooh, is that a breakfast potato? Ooh, <laughs> thank you, David. They're delicious, aren't they? Anyhow, Amazing. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm just nervous about it. I'm very, very nervous about it uh, because, damn it, man. I love it when we start getting into spring training. Love it. So, yes, Sage, we mentioned it. I don't know the reason why, but I tell you who does. Our own Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com, who will join us in a segment. Uh, we'll ask him about why Florida State and Florida has been moved to Black Friday. I'm looking forward to it before we get there. Business owners, stop putting off a roof renovation because it's too expensive, quote-unquote. Under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you can deduct up to $1 million on your income taxes as an expense without the cost of your property to be depreciated. That's a good thing. This uh, reform includes improvements that are made uh, to your commercial roofing. So that's good news. Call T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction at 766-1340 or get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. Welcome back to Jeff Kimmer Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, WarChant TV. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on WarChant TV. Really appreciate you. Let's bring him in, my man, Ira Chaffel. Speaking of WarChant.com, my cohort there. And uh, Ira, let's let's get to the first thing. Uh, I know tonight we'll all be tuned in to WarChant.com on WarChant TV to uh, watch you and, and Gene Williams and Tom Lang talk about the schedule. Looking forward to that. And then there was some news earlier today. We find out that Florida State will be taking on Florida. Uh, there's a story our own Corey Clark wrote on WarChant.com about that uh, Friday night after Thanksgiving this fall. So Black Friday, Florida State, Florida. What's the reasoning behind that? Um, I mean, I think uh, the friends at ESPN would prefer it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> generally, generally, that's how that works. Um, I mean, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, I think the big thing is, yeah, the, you know, you every school has to kind of uh, take on some of these Thursday and Friday inventory games and, uh, Florida State hasn't had one in the last couple of years. So I think they were they were due, but then also um, I think that you know that there's a positive to it that some that uh, you know people um, may not pick up on right away. But you know the recruiting obviously gets hot and heavy right after the end of the regular season for coaches to get out. And uh, if you play on that Friday night, you can get on the road on Saturday, whereas other coaches have to wait till Sunday. So I don't know that that's going to mean the difference in signing somebody or not. Um, but I think that that's one little. Uh, thing that I think might have the coaching staff excited is that they can get on the road that Saturday and do some recruiting. Anything you're excited about tonight specifically, I suppose, in regards to the schedule? And, of course, again, another reminder for everybody I just mentioned, it's 7 o'clock, tune into WarChant TV, and you can hear Ira and Tom and Gene talk about the schedule. Um, anything that you're interested in seeing, or what are you most interested in seeing, I guess I should ask? Yeah, you know, probably the bye weeks. You know, bye weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably the biggest thing. I mean, you know, you know, you know who you're going to play. Um, and some mm-hmm. of them are already fixed in terms of uh, the beginning of the season and the end of the season. Um, so really, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. I, you know, I don't think, um, you know, every once in a while, uh, you know, something's a, a really difficult 
situation where you maybe have, you know, four or five, you know, straight really tough games or some rough patch. But I think what we talked about last week on the headlines, you know, last year's schedule, ever, the prevailing wisdom was that the first month was uh, easy and the last half was hard. Right, it right. To be the exact opposite. So, uh, to me, the, the bye week is the biggest thing, just making sure you, you don't get uh, in too tough a situation. I, w- there was one year where Florida State played like nine straight weeks without a bye or something like that, and those are always uh, a nightmare. All right, so I, I asked all of that in order to avoid talking about 85 to 72 <laughs> and uh, the predicament the basketball team finds themselves in, and it is quite the predicament. I guess the latest information on the relative health of this team, I think uh, Coach Hamilton noted that uh, some guys are going to be out for this Clemson game on Wednesday night, and uh, we're up against it at 13-7 and seven on the season. Well, he said, he said uh, you know, Raquan Evans is still is doubtful, and Caleb Mills is doubtful. I mean, I, I would guess you know, Caleb Mills will be able to play. Uh, you would like to think he would. He missed most of last Wednesday's game, and then he missed mo- most of uh, uh, this weekend's game. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, but as far as uh, you know, how they played in, the, in that game, I mean, it was obviously a, a you know frustrating loss to lose to a Virginia Tech team, especially after losing to Georgia Tech. But but if you look at it in the window of that day, I mean, is it that surprising? You found out the day before that Malik Osborne shutting it down for the year. Uh, you, Caleb Mills ends up not being able to play, and he's your leading scorer. Uh, your senior point guard, uh, you find out basically right before the game, is not going to be able to play. And so now you're going into a game without three of your uh, best players. And and then <laughs> just happens to be a day that a kid, two kids from Virginia Tech decide to shoot uh, combined, I don't know, what were they, 15 of 18 from three. So it was just a perfect storm. Uh, I don't think that means the season's over. Uh, but obviously they need to get Raekwon Evans and Caleb Mills back on the floor. They are in trouble, and they have been bad at guarding the three-point line, though. I mean, obviously, this is an extraordinary set of circumstances, but 18 of 25, I guess, is the record-breaker number. That is something to behold when somebody shoots 72% from three. Uh, you get outscored 54 to 15 from beyond the arc. Let's just put it that way, 54 to 15. I got I to gotta imagine that it'll make you check uh, what it is you're doing defensively if, if somebody now, nobody's going to repeat 72%, but, man, that's a... That that is a uh, an ugly look, because many of those looks of which I speak were wide open. Well, I mean, and it's really where you get exposed by not having you know Malik Osborne, um, and because they had to play Naheem McLeod, you know, extended minutes, and and you know Leonard Hamilton after the game said uh, they're going to have to revisit whether or not they can switch one one through five mm-hmm. or they just. Uh, but he said that before and stuck with it. He uh, has. I think they're too crazy about that because uh, he has. Uh, made comments along, along those lines before, I think even early last season, and, and then ended up sticking with it. Remember early last year when UCF torched them? And, you know, I mean, it's it's the, the way to be Florida State is to do what, uh, you know, these teams have done is, is spread them out and, you know, get, you know, make them switch so they get a center on your on your guard and either attack the basket or shoot a three. And uh, usually you just don't see teams shoot like, quite like they did. So, um, you know, maybe they'll switch it, maybe they won't. Um, I also think, um, you know, that, that, you know, they just, if, if, the, if Mills and Evans don't play with as Osborne out for the season, I mean, that you're just not, not many teams are going to win without three of your starters. And so that's going to, to me, that's the bigger thing than what scheme they play. Uh, they have to get those guys back on the floor. Yeah. And, and, and with Caleb, it was weird to me because we did see him and, uh, Quincy Ballard as well, 
I mean, they, they only played very briefly with a little cameo appearance of three minutes. But I thought, you know, the fact that he got out there and played, I was like, okay, well, can he not play or what? So I guess is that just a matter of not having strength? What is that? I mean, well, I th- yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of, you know, not practicing. Uh, you know, Caleb was, you know, was sick before the, the game before the Georgia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was sick for that game. They, they weren't sure if he was going to be able to play in the, uh, uh, you know, we were hearing, I think Tom was saying he was hearing, you know, an hour, hour or two before the game that he wasn't going to be able to play. Then I think when they, when they found out Raekwon Evans was, wasn't going to be available, Caleb Mill said, okay, I'll try to play. Well, he goes in late in the first half mm-hmm. and it has maybe the worst three minute stretch of his basketball career, uh, of his life. I mean, he turned the ball in three minutes. He turned the ball over twice yeah. and missed a shot and looked lost on defense. I mean, he obviously hadn't practiced and didn't feel himself. Um, so, you know, it's just a tough situation. So, um, you know, again, uh, you know, I don't, they're saying with Raekwon Evans, he's still dealing with the, the loss of his brother, which is tough. And, and we all, you know, everybody grieves differently and you, and you want to give him the time he needs, but, uh, this team desperately needs him and Kayla Mills on the floor. Naheem McLeod is something to get excited about. Uh, 15 points, yeah. seven of seven, one of one from the free throw line. He also had a rebound and career high 23 minutes off the bench. Starting to like him more and more. The, the coach has got to be excited about his growth. Naheem the dream, buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I mean, offensively, you love him. Uh, he just kills you on the other side when you're trying to play this style of defense. He just gets lost, and he cannot guard. Um, you know, he can't do what Balsa, Koprovica, yep. or, or, you know, some of these other guys, Piondo, Cabangeli, these other long, uh, you know, players FSU's had that could switch and play point guards on defense uh, or shooting guards. He, he can't do it. So they are going to – I do think they're going to have to figure out something else on defense uh, where he can sag off and not have that responsibility because – you can't leave him on the floor defensively, but man, he's become such a weapon offensively that you need him on the floor for that. So they got to figure that part out for sure. My brother, always appreciate it. Be well. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. All right, take care. That's Irish Fell WarChant.com. Pretty straightforward. We're excited about 7 o'clock tonight, ACC Network, and on WarChant TV. You can tune in and uh, talk a little bit about the schedule that will be revealed for Florida State football for the ACC as a whole. And then, uh, of course, for basketball, it was pretty. You know, straightforward. That was a uh, it's a frustrating day at the office. I, I I get what he's saying too. I mean, this is the way Florida State plays. They are going to, uh, and he conceded there at the end, make an adjustment because they're going to have to. He can't do what other previous centers have done. They don't have a way uh, of of guarding guys in the perimeter when they switch like this with their centers. He's not. He doesn't have the lateral movement to be able to do it. Um, and and I, my frustration, I will echo the sentiment of fans here who say, all right, look, I get we play how we play, and it's been very successful, so don't lose sight of that. When somebody outscores you to the tune of 52 to 14 or whatever that was from three, and they're making over 70% of their shots, you, you're going to have to change it up in-game. Yeah, it was apparent by halftime that um, you know, the mistakes that we made are, are, are unfortunate. unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's extraordinary. I mean, it was, you're like, well, okay. Because it's only 39, 31 and a half, and we come out to start the second half and look great. Right. I mean, it immediately gets cut down. Yeah, it's and you're 13 like, to 2 or whatever the run yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you, and there's a lot of times you see a guy go 4 for 5 and you're at the break and you're like, he can't continue to do that. But if he makes the next two, then, you know, well, we have to assume that he's going to make all of these. We just have to. Today's that day. It sucks. Shouldn't happen, law of averages, but guess what? Today's an outlier day. Hunter Couture is just going to keep bombing away, right. and they're all going to fall, then we're going to have to do something different. Well, I'm surprised that we've gotten to this point in the show, and you never once said I might fall into his, his you know, 
a very soft area in order to make sure that he thinks twice about rising and firing. We weren't close enough to make it look less obvious. Uh, that's the problem. When when Scott Wood went nuts and others have, those a lot of times were contested where you're like, man, he's just unconscious. Next time you go to extend, slip a little bit. Maybe that's a shoulder to the nether region. Maybe that's a sorry about that, Scott. Slippery out here, especially around the three-point line. Hello, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that might be the uh, the moment. The, we weren't anywhere close to him. What are you going to do? That would be a crazy stumble. <laughs> oh, I'm falling. I'm sorry I bungled your mini-me. <laughs> oh, the frustration. Jeff Cambridge at 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Forget my friends, the first class is always free at Orange Theory Fitness. More life. That's what you're all after. That's what we're all after. And uh, you get it when you get locked in with my friends at Orange Theory Fitness. You also get the kind of support that will help you keep going back. First class free. Go in there. Get past the intimidation. I'm telling you. It's all time great. It's fun. It's a a good high. A finished workout at Orange Theory is, is a great high. And uh, the first month being free uh, is nice with the purchase of a heart rate monitor as well. So not only the first class, but if you buy that heart rate monitor, which you're going to want to do, because you can see the science behind your improved fitness. So if you do that, then you get that month free, and that's good stuff. You refer a friend. If you're already a member and you're hearing me now, you know, remember to do that. You get a lot of money off of that as well. So uh, it it is uh, the kind of commitment that uh, holds you accountable. So uh, I, that's why I like to go. And And, again, the coaches – all really insightful, very, very helpful. Go check them out today, Orange Theory Fitness. There's two locations. you got Midtown and Northside. So we'll go look them up at uh, orangetheoryfitness.com, and you'll, you'll find them there. How's the calf? Is it ready for prime time? I ran yesterday, uh, and I think tomorrow I have – well, I, I don't think I know. I have a workout scheduled at OTF. I've just been so worried about it because I don't want to get set back. I don't want to miss any more time. It's been frustrating, but uh, – Calf strains are iffy, just like hamstring strains, things like that. You know, it's just like I was. Bryce wanted to play basketball with me, and so I was like, "All right, let's play." But I can't get crazy here. I got to stay, you know, deal with it and just shoot from the outside and kind of see if I can get these calves going. Man, it, it, this right one is the one that's been troubling me. But I'm going to give it a go tomorrow. Have you taken the gun to it? I had the Theragun. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah I have. Uh, that'll wake you up. That'll test you. I think I have a theory about that. I mean, we all have these Theraguns now. Like, you can get them, and they're, they're, they're affordable for everybody. They're fun. You know, they're, they're, they're good for you. But, man, when, you, when your significant other 
is using the gun on you. I think there's a, and, and it's probably true of us too. Like, there's a weird sadist quality. Like, you can't help. It. You're like, oh, you like that? Here you go. Here's here's full power. <laughs> that would be. You can't help it. Be, uh, yeah. Get you some of that. Turn it down. Oh, so much, so much. Sorry about that. Well, but I don't know that that's uh, anything that that would change from like a ten year old. Anytime that you experiment yeah, with stuff yeah. and you're you know in the yard throwing rocks and you're like, ow, and you're like, ha ha, that was funny. All right, let me find a bigger rock. And throw this one at <laughs> you. Like, you like some of that until huh? we find a threshold of, oh, now he's crying, running to mom. I'm in trouble. This sucks. Fire it up, man. Let's get to some wagers. I, by the way, again, I'll reiterate. I had success. Prize picks, guys. If you go sign up for Prize Picks, you get you get to just type in War Chant. Uh, is Warchant.com I type in? Or just, uh, Warchant? just Warchant. Just type in Warchant. Use code Warchant. It's the promo code. Uh, Warchant. And you like those poorly edited commercials? Make sure to use promo code Warchant oh, yeah, at yeah, checkout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's promo code Warchant. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, use it. I won over the weekend with prize picks, and uh, I took Jimmy G over 210. I figured they were going to have to throw the ball some, and he checks down a ton to very talented guys. Like Debo Samuel, who I love, by the way. He's one of my favorite players in the league. The best part about his game, he will run your ass run over. Run your ass over and is violent. I love him. He's violent. Felt bad for him. That was really stinging defeat. No touches in the final 12 and a half minutes. Uh, it was troublesome. The hell, man. Yeah, that was aggravating. Now I get rest? Uh, so I had Jimmy G over 210. He threw for over 230, so that worked. And I paired it with Odell Beckham over 50 and a half. I couldn't believe they gave us a gift number like that. And uh, so I won money there. I've won a lot of money on prize picks. It's uh, it's easy to do. It's fun to do. So I don't mind suggesting it to you guys. Just use the promo code so you save some money. Uh, War chant for prize picks. Look it up. Because you could you can go cross sports with that, Tom. Yeah, that's correct. So on Super Bowl Sunday, you know, you could uh, take a look at whatever the NBA game is at mm-hmm. noon yeah, or yeah. one o'clock. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll stack them early. And he could say, ooh, look at that. LeBron over 18 and a half points. What weird world do I live in? Did you see any of Nadal's dramatic comeback? I did not. It's incredible. No. What I did see was, uh, well, it was a, a typical Nadal straight sets victory, as uh, one person <laughs> remarked. I did see Roger Federer's congratulations on Instagram to, uh, to, to Rafa. Yeah. It was most gracious, yeah. as he always is. <laughs> Yesterday was a big day for Roger. Oh, man. North Florida Payroll Services locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Hey, Big Daddy. Having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Into an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy. An empty net. He scores. Damn, Big Daddy's done it again. Red Russians all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. Got two games that I'm lukewarm about here, but I'm going to take the Grizzlies getting three and a half against the 76ers. Uh, Might even consider money line play for the Grizzlies over the 76ers here. And I don't have hockey. Do you have hockey tonight? I do. Fire it up, baby. I do. All right. So uh, we're going to take some of our winnings with the Ducks last week, and we're going to put it on the Ducks again tonight. Okay. One more time. Here's why. Roll on, Big River. There's actually, I'll give you the optional parlay at the end, because there is a parlay you could play, and it's, it would be fun. But the Ducks have played the most games in the NHL up to this point. After tonight, they're off until something like February 10th. What? 
Yeah, they get they get a huge break. So what's they're on the road in Detroit tonight's an aired out night for the boys. There's nothing great to do in Detroit nightlife wise last you know last evening. So get after it. One more night. It's on the money line. It's basically a pick 'em game. Minus one ten on the Ducks. Pick the Ducks to be a winner. If you like a parlay because you've won with the Ducks oh, last week, feeling it. Here you go. I watched Anaheim Ottawa with great interest on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's not playing that bad. You can get Ottawa at plus one seventy against Edmonton, a team that's a mess currently. On the money line, you put Sneaky. those two guys together, Anaheim and Ottawa. Have a little parlay love. Plus four hundred. Take a shot. Do it. Pizza money. Pizza money on that for plus four hundred. Why not? A six-pack. There you go. There Just it is. a little six-pack. Maybe a case. Oh, no. Really good article today in The Athletic about uh, Tom Brady. I want to give credit where credit's due. Mike Sando, who's so good at writing about football, wrote about football, wrote about Tom Brady in particular. One of the things that he brought up uh, really quickly, Tom, that I, I've thought about some and we've talked about before in regards to the length of a career and what's possible these days, given the rules being what they are and also – if you have to have, well, and he did, an unwavering focus on football for so long. Um, he talked about a willingness to leave money on the table time and again so that the team was more complete and gave them opportunities to win Super Bowls. And uh, that, how not not only did that allow for money under the cap and the cap implications and all of that stuff, but other players see it. Other players see it. You can go a long way in, in noting if your leader is that kind of committed both physically, mentally, and financially to ensure that your team competes. So I, I remember wondering about this years ago. If you've made, it's easy for me to say, but if you've made $100 million in your career, whatever it is, and somebody says, well, you know, you could go make an extra $7 million per, $4 million per on this contract if you were to leave here and go there, or... Maybe cut that in half and disperse that amongst the other parts of the team, maybe where there is weakness. We can get a key member on the defensive line, or we can get somebody in our secondary. And uh, we'll see if we can make it up to you on the next one. Who knows? But what are the long-term gains? With a giant signing bonus. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm in, man. I'm in. Nobody wants to lose. Losing sucks. How many people have you seen and take, you know, that just decide, nope, they're not offering me what I could make. I'm going to go take that money with the Jets. Well, good luck with that. You're going to make your money, and I don't begrudge anybody their money. Yeah. But my man. I'd say it's it's a lot easier for a quarterback yeah. and, and a marketable player such as Tom Brady to take less money because you're always going to make it up through winning. But I'm if certainly you're, not talking about a role player at linebacker for a yep. middling team. I'm talking about I, I'm talking about high-profile guys that make a huge difference in their team's wins and losses. If you've made that kind of money, it would always be easier, I think, to yes. me. Where you have generational changing money you've already made, it's easy to kind of take a step back and go, well, what's $2 million here and $2 million there? I've got $150 million of it in the bank. And my wife, Giselle, made $200 million on her own. Yeah, I would never say to somebody what they should do with their money, but that's close. In that situation, it's close. You should do that. Yeah. Of course. I mean, but if you're running back, like the Le'Veon Bell situation, nobody likes Le'Veon Bell, and I get it. He's annoying. There was a contract dispute every year coming into camp. But yeah. if you're a running back, you got to fight for every dollar. And even though his career went to die in uh, East Rutherford with the Jets, who cares? He got his second and third deal. If you're a running back, life is very different. But if you're in a position like a quarterback, the way the league takes care of you these days, absolutely. You're on your third deal, Well, that, that's deal. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like if, you, if you're good enough to make it to your second, third, fourth deal, Good Lord. I mean, it's an, very few people are ever in that position. But if you are a star player of any kind and you've had more than two contracts and you've made your 100-plus whatever plus your signing bonus, 
and you're being asked to acquiesce a little here or there so that the team has a chance to keep competing for titles. You know, that, that to me seems to be a no-brainer. By the way, a lot of you asked on the chat today, and I didn't get to it, uh, what the Bucks are going to do. Well, they're going to they're gonna lose some games. I mean, that's what they're going to do. I mean, you can't roll on into next year with Blaine Gabbert feeling good about things. I mean... Uh, well, who else is going to say yes? There's a lot of guys on our team that are up. Their contracts are due. Yeah. So is it Jordan Whitehead still going to want to come back and play with that group? He's probably going to look around and say, are you back? Because if you're back, I'm back. But if you're not back, I might be thinking I could go somewhere else. It's an interesting scenario, though, because they have enough talent, and I think they're going to re-sign Godwin. I think they're going to make a, a real go of it. Well, yeah, if Tom leaves, then you need to sign Godwin in order to make it a more attractive landing spot for whoever. You're trying to entice now. With Brady, it was, oh, what role players can we add to this, and uh, who can we shave off a, you know, a couple of dollars on this year's cap? Without Brady, it's, yeah. how can I make this the most attractive destination possible to a quarterback? Yeah, it's a t- well, you have weapons on offense, and of course Gronk will probably retire next. That'll be any day now, one would assume. But So Blaine Gabbert with Kyle Trask as a backup, is that 5-12 and 12 in a 17-game season these days? Not in that division, no. Uh, he can win seven games, easy. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I, I'll be very curious to see, does Bruce Arians come back? That's the other thing. Now, there was a report this weekend. There's a lot of weird reports, one of which I saw that said Brady has a vesting you know, uh, detail on his contract that gets him paid $15 million on the 4th of February. So, you know, it would be interesting if he retired tonight because that would render that report false mm-hmm. unless the Bucks came to a conclusion. But then also there was another report that said that Bruce told all of his assistant coaches, feel free to search for a job. I don't know if that's verified or not, but I anything and everything's possible now. But here is the final, and this is the 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 ribbit on all of it. It was all worth it. Oh it was hell all, yeah! People, it's so funny. I get a lot of emails and tweets. People are like, oh, you guys are gonna suck next year? Yeah. So so what? So they won the division. They won the yeah. Super Bowl. The bet paid off. They went chips to the middle of the table and won. We did more in two years than the Packers did. You know, with Aaron Rodgers, they should have won more Super Bowls. Look at our efficiency. If nothing, be efficient in Tampa. You're gonna, if you're going to ante up, you got to win. Good work out of you, Tom. Good work out of you, Matthew. Thank you to all of you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Don't forget tonight, 7 o'clock, War Chant TV.